Hello everyone and welcome back to another Rosh Chodesh special. I'm happy to announce that next week we're going to be celebrating one year since we started the Foundations podcast and we are going to have a iPhone 13 giveaway. We are giving away a brand new iPhone 13 to one of our followers. So follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel or any place you are listening for more details and to make sure that you do not miss out on the iPhone giveaway. And now, let's get to today's episode. I'm Israel Yudkowski. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. I want to begin by wishing everybody a blessed, sweet, productive, and happy month of Kislev. A very, very precious and special month. A month of Hanukkah. A month which, in a certain way touches upon the essence of what Rosh Chodesh is about, which is bringing out the light from the darkness. Um, perhaps in Mitzvah Shem at other time we'll discuss that more in depth. But I would like tonight, with Hashem Yisbarach's help, to talk about, in a general sense more, about Rosh Chodesh, to continue a little bit about the topic as we began, and sort of wrap up the discussion that we began last episode, to, to complete a certain point, Bezos Hashem. We mentioned last time that the gift of Rosh Chodesh in general is the gift of renewal, starting again fresh. And as we mentioned then, it's not only about starting over again, but it's rather starting over again a new idea, a new topic, a new concept. Every month when we bench Rosh Chodesh and it becomes the following week, within the week, a new a new Rosh Chodesh, a new beginning. It's Rosh Chodesh. It's a beginning of something new. Every Rosh Chodesh has its own unique identity, its own unique personality, its own unique character, its own unique strength. So tonight I would like to, with Hashem's help, discuss a little bit about the idea of all these 12 months combining together to create one single, complete entity. The harmony that's brought about within a person, within his life and within the world, when we experience each one of these 12 months and recognize they're all working together to create a complete wholesome person, a complete wholesome world, and a complete wholesome life experience for each and every one of us. So we'll begin maybe perhaps by focusing on the idea a little bit about the year in general. The Mechtam gives a mashal and explains if we would like to sort of get a certain perception of how the year works as a year, we would imagine a spiral staircase with hundreds of steps going around and around. At some point, there will be a step which exactly overlaps a step many feet or steps below it. You have a circle going around the central spoke of this circular staircase. And as you go around, every single step is going to have further up another step above it. If we would imagine the concept of a year as a circular staircase where it takes 354 steps to make one complete revolution around the central spoke and 355 steps above 
is the next step that exactly correlates with another step below. It's every single step you go up one, and then again, 355 steps above. The idea being, every day of the year is invested with a certain identity, with a certain power, with a certain feeling. And as we go through our lives, and really as we go through the cycle of years, we're revisiting one year later, 355 days of personal growth and steiging, maturity, deeper understanding of life. We're revisiting that same point again, albeit in a very different place where we are today. Every one of us, for who we are. One year we experience Chafal of Cheshven when we're 19. One year later we're re-experiencing Chafal of Cheshven when we're 20. And a year later at 21, so on and so forth. And what's going on in the world around us. Michal Yog also explains, which is such a powerful idea to realize, the Yamim Taivim that we have, that we experience throughout the cycle of the calendar year, are not after the facts. We don't experience Pesach on Tezvav Nisan because it happens to be on Tezvav Nisan is the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim on Tezvav Nisan because that calendar day is the date that's embedded with Cheres. It's Man Cheresena, the week from Tezvav Nisan following through to Chof Aleph Nisan. That's the Zman Cheresena in the year. Avram Avinu Chazal tell us, kept the whole Torah before it was given. Nasu Avram Avinu's two kidneys, which is in Chazal, considered the source of a person's depth of understanding. Eitzim, Kloyas, Yoyatzois. Give us insight. Avram Avinu's study of the world brought to him the recognition of Hashem's will in the world without having a Gemara to take off the shelf and learn, without having a Chumash to open, but he intuitively, with his depth of wisdom and brilliance of understanding, came to appreciate what the will of Hashem was in this world by studying the world itself, by being connected to the the, the purpose of creation and understanding the will of the one who made it. And so Avram Avinu kept Pesach before we had the story of Parai, before we had Yidin working and backbreaking labor for so many years, before we had the miraculous ten makas and finally brought to a, a you know, con- conclusion with the makas b'chayris, which broke Paray's back and finally brought him to let us out. Avram Avinu kept Pesach because Avram Avinu felt and understood within the cycle of the year that this is man chayruseinu. This is the time of breaking free. And again, the idea of matzah versus chometz, understanding that the matzah is the bread of freedom. Avram Avinu lived it, felt it, experienced it. He had Zman Cheruseinu on Tezvav Nisan, to Chaf Aleph Nisan. And it's really true about any, every one of the Yom Tovim. There's a certain energy within that day that lends itself to be the day for that Yom That's how we could feel and experience what we're supposed to feel on that day, because that's the day that, that, that has the power to fully, fully feel that in its utmost strength. And every yontif happened on that day because that's the day of that yontif. If we take the 354 days of a Jewish year, 
as, as a group, we understand that these 355 steps that circle around the central spoke are broken into 12 groups. And each one of those 12 groups has either 29 or 30 days. Each of those 29, 30 days all have a certain common denominator between all of them as a whole. There's a, there's a group of this 29 or 30 days that together reflect a certain power. The day of Pesach was Tezvav Nisan, leading through to Chafalov, to the day of Kriyas Yamsev, the final destroying of Parai, the final breaking totally free. Now you don't have to be afraid of Parai coming to catch you anymore. Those seven days of Pesach all took place in the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan as a whole is a month of Cheres, is a month that has that power in it, and those are the days we bring it out to the utmost. So the idea is that these 354 days that create a, a Yiddish year, a cycle of 12 months, these 354 days where each day has its own unique personality to it are comprised really of 12 groups of 29 or 30 days each, 12 groups of a month, that each of those months, all those 29, 30 days, all have their own shared personality to them. Within the month, there's a certain energy that unites all these days together. So if we look back at the spiral staircase of the Mechzim we could imagine there's the 30 steps that are blue, the next 30 steps are green, the next 30 steps are orange. Each group of 30 days has its own unique energy to it. And then again, Sachakol in sum total, we go around for 354 days that creates a complete yearly cycle. There's something important to realize, to notice, to appreciate. The B'nai Sashar brings down at the beginning of his discourse on each and every one of the 12 months of the year, the Sefer HaYitzira, which is Miyuchis Avram Avinu, a Sefer that we have extant today, a deep, deep, deep Kabbalah Sefer, but it has, it's based upon the different elements that were invested into and brought about each different one of the 12 months of the year. The Sefer Yetzirah discusses what went into Kavyoch, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu used in a way that we could relate to and understand, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create each one of these different 12 months. And within the year, the Bnei Yisoschar brings down from the Sefer Yetzirah, there are three different elements of 12. It's famous in the Svarim, Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh. There's 12 different elements within the world, which refers to the 12 different signs of the Zodiac, the 12 different Mazolois that Kalal Yisrael invested in the world, that every single one of the 12 months of the year is represented by a different Mazol, a different constellation of stars up in the heavens, and each one of those constellations, based on what they represent and what they appear to, but what they represent, give that month a certain personality. It's Oilam, the constellation of stars in the world, the Shona, the month of the year, and the 12 different months of the year, and the Nefesh, a certain part of the human body which is expressive of a certain power and a Koyach in the human body, a certain leader within human personality, 
B'nefer Zohar Nekeva, a certain element of the body which represents a certain power of the body, B'nefer Zohar Nekeva, in the soul of man and woman. So the 12 different months of the year, each one has a different aspect in Oilam, within the universe, B'shana, within the cycle of the year, and B'nefer Zohar Nekeva. There are also other elements that relate to each of the 12 months. It's really the ingredients that go into creating this power of Oilam Shana Nefesh. One is a different letter of the Aleph Beis that each month relates to. One is a different part of a human personality. Shina, Halicha, different um, powers of a human personality. There's also, as we mentioned last in the last year, a different seer of Havai, a different way of combining the four letters of Hashem's name that relates to each one of the months. There's a different Shevet that corresponds to each one of the months, and so on and so forth. But if we look at the total as we go through the year, these 12 different entities, which are reflected again in a three, um, three, three-corner triangle, in the Oilam, Shona, and Nefesh, so to say, they're represented in the universe, they're represented in the year, and they're represented in Nefesh, Zohar, Nekeva, there's a certain Shlemus, a certain harmonious whole, a certain sense of completion, Within the cycle of a year, within the universe, within the Nefesh Zohar Nekeva, within a person's inner world, that is expressed by all these different 12 elements. That is expressed by the 12 powers of the 12 months of the year, of the 12 elements of the Olam, of the world, and the 12 elements in the Nefesh Zohar Nekeva. As we go around this circle of life, as we go through and revisit each month again new within each year, we're tapping into a different part of ourselves. We'd like to use a muscle which is really so simple to understand. If we look at, let's say, a, a symphony, an orchestra, and we have different groups of instruments. We have wind instruments, a saxophone, a clarinet, a trumpet. We have Percussion instruments, we could have drums, we could have tambourines, we have string instruments, violin, cello, guitars. So each of these group of instruments all share a certain common element to them in the way they produce sound, in the way they produce music. Yet within that, each one is a little bit different. If we look through the year, an an orchestra that only had 127 guitars playing music would be missing a lot of the depth of music. Maybe something about guitar, but it wouldn't be a full a full music. By enabling the orchestra to play with all the different parts of the band together, that brings a certain sense of harmony and depth and beauty to the music that having only one type would never be able to produce the same beautiful, powerful, glorious sound. So true, so too is this true within our life experience. Every one of the 12 months of the year lends itself to a different, a different part of our soul, a different part of our being. There's a month of freedom, a month of going out and doing and accomplishing. There's a month of introspection, a month of revisiting my inner world. The two Rosh Chadoshim, the Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which the Pasuk says about Nisan is a chodesh hazelochem roish chodoshim. The month of Nisan is a month where it's that idea of newness, of new beginning that every month has. 
Nisan is Rosh Chodashim. Achodesh is Elohim Rosh Chodashim. This is the beginning of the whole cycle of 12 months. Nisan, in the Torah we know the months don't have names until Megillus Esther, where we got the names from Golos Bavel, Kislev, Tevis, Shvat, Adar, and so on and so forth. In the Torah the months are known only by numbers. And the Rishon, the Chodesh Rishon, the first one is referring to Nisan. Because that's the beginning of a whole new cycle of the external expression of a person living and doing and accomplishing. Rosh Hashanah that we have in Tishrei is, is the beginning of a year and counting the years, Tavshem Peyalov, Tavshem Peybez, Shemitah, and other Alochais. The Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei, the word Shana is related to the word Yashan, something old. Rosh Hashanah is about revisiting your inside world. Tishrei is a month of being reconnected to the core of yourself, the idea of tshuva, of like thinking about who you are, what my values are, where I want to get to. That's, that's the Rosh Hashanah, is revisiting your inner world. Rosh Chodesh of Nisan is a Chodesh HaZalachem Rosh Chodashim. Every one of the 12 months is linked to a certain part of the physical expression of the seasons in the world. We know that a solar year exceeds a lunar year by, th- by 11 days. A solar year is 365 and a quarter days. A lunar year, which is based on the months of the moon, has only 354. This year, it ends up being an Ibri or a Shnasa Ibar. The calculation is very basic and simple in its general sense and in the Pratim, in the details, it gets to be very, very complex and fascinating. But because every three years we're moving the calendar back 33 days within the cycle of the, of the solar year, so we have a 19-year cycle and within that 19-year cycle we add a leap year every two or three years to keep the cycle of the lunar year linked together with the solar year. It's based on the idea that the Yomim Toivim have to come out at a certain specific time of the year. The power of the month of Nisan, of a new beginning, breaking free, living your life in a better way, has to be interlinked with the season of spring. Spring is a time when the, the world begins to wake up and produce new, the flowers are blooming, the birds are nesting, the calves are being born, the sheep are giving birth. It's a new cycle of a burst of life, of an external expression of new life. And the month of Nisan is intrinsically connected. It could move, shift a little bit. But the month of Nisan has to come out in the springtime, in Chodesh Aviv. So too it's true about all the months in the Hebrew calendar. Every month of the year is interconnected and linked together with a specific part of the solar year, which is an expression of the power of that month. Interestingly enough, and really obviously enough, different places in the world have a different expression of the solar calendar. If we move south to Johannesburg, South Africa, or to Melbourne, Australia, anywhere in the southern hemisphere, the whole cycle of spring, summer, fall, and winter is reversed. They have Tisha in the middle of the winter. And Hanukkah is, is summer vacation. All their seasons are exactly reversed. But the place in the world where most perfectly corresponds to the expression of the month 
is the center of the universe. That's Eretz Yisrael. The cycle of the solar year, the cycle of the seasons as expressed in the physical world in Eretz Yisrael exactly correlates the idea of a rainy season and a dry season. The winter months are the months of rain, the month of Shefa, the month of in Mayim el of gathering and accepting knowledge, sitting and learning, not so much to go out and to do. It's cold, there's less hours of sunlight. It's a time for gathering knowledge. It's the water, the rain that's watering the soil. And then, as it comes the month of Nisan, as it comes the spring, the world bursts forth with a new glorious growth, life, energy, movement. The trees bud, put out flowers, begin producing their fruit. And Amir Hashem, Be'ez Hashem, when it becomes a, the month of Shvat, that's part of the power of Tu B'Shvat, is when the trees begin to draw up new energy from the rain that fell in the wintertime to begin, even though externally nothing's yet happening in the trees. But that's the beginning of the cycle of new growth, which is going to happen in Nisan and throughout the summer. So in, the, in Eretz Yisrael's weird, it exactly corresponds best to the power of each of these 12 months as we go through the year. The year together, these 12 months and the 30, 29 or 30 days that compose each one of these 12 months give a person a complete cycle of life. There's an energy that we go through as we revisit and and experience every one of these 12 months, every one of the days of every one of these 12 months, it gives us a complete cycle of life. There's a certain harmonious whole, a certain music of our lives which is complete, a certain energy of the universe which is complete when we experience all of these 12 months, which each of their 30 days in their entirety. This year is a leap year. As we mentioned earlier, every two or three years within a 19-year cycle, we have to add another Chodesh Adar in order to keep the lunar year in sync with the cycle of the solar year. The Svarim tell us that the, the month of Adar Sheni, the 13th month of the year, is really the power of unifying all the other 12 months of the year. It doesn't just happen to be. Kav Baruch could have made it that the solar year and the lunar year exactly intertwined. Instead of the solar, instead of each month of the lunar year being 29 and a half days, they could have been 30. And then it would have exactly corresponded together. 30 and a half, and then exactly would have corresponded together. But HaKadosh Baruch did it in this way because we need, every two or three years, we have this Ibriyar, a leap year, where we add an extra Adar those years are very special years. The second Adar is a month which sort of combines, brings together as a whole all the other 12 months of the year as a unified element. The number 13 in Yiddishkeit is a very powerful number. We know that the Shem Avaya, the special name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he used is an expression of the creation of the Obriya, the Shem of Rachamim. The Shem Avaya is Begematria of 26. 13 and 13. The two words that combine to create the 26 of Shem Avaya are two very precious and special words. Words that tell us so much about ourselves, tell us so much about the world. The word of Echad, oneness, unity, and the word Ahava, love and loving kindness and giving and connection which really is created through, through Ava, through giving. The two words of Echad and Ava together combine to have the 26 of the Shem Avaya. The word Echad, the three letters are Aleph, Ches, and Dalet. 
The Ches and the Dalad represent the 12 months of the year. And the first letter, the Aleph, the 13, is the ability to take Aleph is one, which really is the, not just another number. It's the one, it's the unifying element of the other Ches and the Dalad. If we look at the Shvatim in the Midbar, we mentioned earlier, previously, that each of the 12 months of the year also corresponds to a different one of the Shvatim. Sometimes we have a family with a bunch of different kids, and looking at the children, we see that every child is so different. One child is quiet and thoughtful. One child is very active, rambunctious, and excited. A different child has a golden heart. They just love helping. Every child has a different personality, a different strength. One kid is very brave and is not scared of anything, is willing to take on any challenge. Another child is perhaps very cautious, but he's very neat and orderly. Every child has a different sort of personality, different strengths. And again, it's sort of a unified whole, a team together, a successful team, any, any type of team. You have soldiers that go into battle. We need, the army has to have intelligence and has reconnaissance and it has to have air force and a navy. And within each unit of soldiers, one of them is a sniper, one of them is a medic, one of them is a uh, uh, maybe explosives expert. Another one is a communications guy that's keeping in touch with the central command back in the, you know, back behind the field. And it's all of them working together, lending their strength, that's going to make the team successful. The 12 months of the year relate to the 12 Shvatim. It's also a composite that together create a single unified whole. Interestingly enough, and this is a topic perhaps for further discussion a different time, the 12 Shvatim were encamped in the Midbar around the Mishkan, each in a very specific place. There were three Shvatim to the east, and three Shvatim to the west, three Shvatim to the north, and three Shvatim to the south. The groups of Shvatim that were put together were also not haphazard at all, obviously. All the three Shvatim in the east shared a certain common characteristic. Although, as, as we understand, each Shevet had his own unique personality and his own unique strength to contribute. But yet all those three together shared a certain common element. So do the three Shvatim on the south. Each one is different, but the three together as a group share a common element. The three on the, in the back, in the Mairev, and the three in the north. In, within the fact that each one of the months of the year represents a different seer of Havaya. It's also true that in the groups of the three months of the year, Nisan, Ir, and Sivan all begin with a seer of Havaya that starts with a Yud. Tamas, Av, and Elul all begin with a seer of Havaya that starts with the letter He, and so on and so forth, that we see it in the months of the year, that the three grouped together have a certain similar energy that they all share. There was really 13 Shvatim, though. Yosef, was broken into two, Ephraim and Menashe. Within the Shvatim camping around the Mishkan, there was three, 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 and three, but Shevet Levi was not included in that group of Machna Yisrael. Shevet Levi was his own encampment. Moshe, Aaron, Ubanov were in the Mizrach in the front, behind Yehudi, Yisrael, and Zvulan. And then Gershon, Kasim, and Rabi were north, south, and east, north, south, and west. Those Shvatim, the Shevet Levi, the different Chalakim of Shevet Levi, those children of Levi, were the 13th Shevet that were the Machna Leviya. They shared together a certain element that they were closer to the Mishkan, 
but it was one shevet that again shared all the four ruchas of all the other twelve shvatim. Shevet Levi was the was the aleph of the shvatim. He combined by giving them all their connection to the mishkan to the machnashchin in the middle. Shevet Levi was the one that brought all of them together. This idea, this concept, and I think that's the main point that we'd like to share tonight. This idea of recognizing that each one of us is composed of so many different parts of our self. And Klal Yisrael together as a nation is composed of so many different types of people, each with their own unique strength, their own unique talents, their own unique ability to contribute to the whole. We're not looking to all be the same. We don't want to be all the same. We can't be all the same. Because we need different people to bring out different elements of Hashem's godliness within the world by emulating Hashem according to their strength and their talents and their abilities. Kaviochel, it's like listening, going back to the Moshe before, listening to music where each one of the instruments plays his special notes, his special tone, his special sound. And together as a whole, they create a beautiful, harmonious symphony. So too within Klal Yisrael. All of us have our own strength, our own power, our own unique element that we are there to contribute. We need to appreciate every one of us, our strength, and to feel how much Klal Yisrael needs what we have to give and what we have to offer. And we also need to look at those that are different than us and recognize that they're contributing something just as important as me, albeit in such a different way. If we look at Hasidim and Litvish, it's a different style of Avedis Hashem. A whole different... A chassid goes to Tish Friday night. Now we're beginning the winter season. Long Friday night. A chassid goes to the Tish and he's singing Zmiris and he's chapping Sharaim and he's listening to the Rebbe say Torah, watching the Rebbe, focus on the Rebbe's face as he's speaking about the highest things. And a Litvish Shabachar, a Litvish Yingaman, a Litvish... He goes out and he's sitting down in the base measure. He's learning for five hours after the meal Friday night. It's two different ways of operation, two different styles of experiencing what it means to be close to Hashem Yisbarach. There's no right and there's no wrong. They're each adding their own unique avoida, their own unique element. The Hasidim are contributing something beautiful, but they need the contribution of the Litvish. The Litvish are contributing something, contributing something beautiful. But they need the contribution of the Hasidim also. As long as someone is Erlach and someone is Yerushamayim and he's Dovik Tashem through Torah and through Tvila, through Kima, Mitzvahs, the Yerushamayim, we're all contributing something beautiful to each other. Ashkenazim and Svardim, it's a different style of operation, a different personality. They all, even within the Svardim, the same thing also within the Hasidim. Hasidim. They're not all the same. There's Garen, there's Babav, and there's Vizhnitz, and there's Bells. They're all so different from each other, even within the world of Hasidim, and within the Litvisha. There's Chevron, and there's Panovich, and there's Brisk. They're all so different. There's Lakewood, and there's Baltimore, and there's Chafetz Chaim. They're, they share a certain common element, but they're all so different. They're all contributing something unique in their own special way. And the Ashkenazim and the Sfardim, we all need to recognize that it's all of us together as a whole that create a wholesome, complete, healthy, happy, thriving entity. It's true about the world, about the Olam. It's true about the Shana, about the cycle of the year. And it's true about the Nefesh. And it's true about Klal Yisrael as a whole. We'll end with a beautiful gematria from the Helge B'nai Yisoschar.
If you take the same Havaya, as we mentioned, each one of the 12 months of the year has its own unique Tzir of Havaya. 26 times 12 is 312. The word Ish with the Koilo, it's 300, ish is 311. With the koil means if you take the three letters together and you add one, which is like the unified element of the whole word together. So the word ish is also a gematria 312. Just like the different parts of a person, the heart, the lungs, the spleen, the digestive system, all combine together to create 312, a unified, wholesome, healthy person. So too the different 26 tzirufe of the 26 of the 12 different Tzirufei Avaya, of each one of the Shvatim, which corresponds to his own special Tzirufei Avaya, those 26 times 12 also equals Ish. It's a whole com- complete entity together. They're all different. The heart and the lungs and the spleen and the liver are all different. But a healthy person needs all of them. And so too in Klal Yisrael, we need all of them together. And so too each one of us within our own life experience to connect to the different parts of ourselves, to have a month of introspection and a month of going and doing, to have a month of sorrow and feeling distant and yearning to be close and to have a month of experiencing the closeness. The different months of the year each enrich our life in their own special way. And when we experience all of them together, we relate to each month for who for who it is, for what it is, and we connect to it, and we live a wholesome, happy life, that's when we're able ultimately to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the most complete way possible. We should be Hashem should bless every single one of us to live our maximum, to love the Torah, to love the mitzvahs, to connect to Him through the beauty of the world He gave us to live in, through the beauty of our life experiences. We should be to be the best we could be and to have an eye in toiv, a good eye, to see the good in every single one of our brothers and sisters around us. Together we should grow to see by Hebrew Shur Namelech, Bisasef Roshayom Yachat Shifta Yisrael, we should go to greet Mashiach Together with all of Klai Yisrael, together with Kapsenu Yachem Yavakan Vesorets, Bebis Mashir Tzidkenu, Bemheira Biyameinu Amen Amen.